Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. And this week, as normal, the two of us arranged around the desk of Insight are Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst, and myself, Chris Bound, the editor at Hotel Analyst. And we're hoping to enliven you with some topics of interest around the hotel investment space that we've been looking a bit closer at in the last week or so. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about investment levels and what's going on in the investment marketplace, where figures from Cushman and Wakefield for the first half of 2020 suggest that uh, investment volumes across Europe were down by by half uh, as investors are generally sitting on their cash and uh, those that are going out to spend are perhaps just buying a few large ticket local items. Ironically, the, the average room price for, for properties being bought and sold had has gone up by a substantial amount and that, they say, is, de- is due to a, a number of larger, more luxury properties being traded. Um, but obviously these figures include stuff that was already in train before the COVID lockdown and some newer deals that were were launched during that lockdown. Andrew, what, what's your take on these? Good news, bad news? You're going to tell us it's more bad. Well, no, I had too early to tell. Um, I, I'm not changing. I'm not jumping horses yet to the, the happy horse. Um, I'm still <laughs> okay. on the sad horse. Uh, and, you know, I think we're, the impact is still yet to be felt um, of the the demand crash. Um, so what we've seen thus far is really a, su- a su- supply shock. Um, and this has had a cataclysmic effect on trading. Um, but we've really yet to see the demand this feed through into a demand shock Um, and that's going to come as the unemployment numbers start rising we saw a little bit of that um, this week when we had the the figures coming through but I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the next couple of months and we'll have a much clearer grip on the challenge I mean you know I'm not wishing um, this to be (laughs) grim I'm, it's just my reading of it I, you know i struggle to see how it's going to be anything other than having millions of unemployed and then having a very significant downturn bordering on a depression it, it's very difficult to see <laughs> anything other than that um but le- you know let's hope not um and I think in terms of the, the issue we're, we're, we're addressing here, um, investment volumes and when we're going to see an uptick in those volumes, uh, it's going to take until we see um, I, I, the full impact of that demand crash and then for that to feed through into sort of change behaviours. Now there has been, and I think you know we've even hinted at it, that uh, the notion that this time will be different. Uh, it's a very dangerous five words uh, for any <laughs> investor to to adopt i think and I, i'm not sure uh, i think in the short term it is going to be different in 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 that banks are going to uh, adopt a very uh, forgiving approach to this they're not going to push administration on businesses where where they can avoid it i suspect as we get into the downturn however um, that attitude will change and as the bank's own balance sheets come under stress they will look to take out businesses which um, clearly that capital they've got invested and tied up in those businesses is never going to come good so they're going to take a view of actually you know these businesses have to have have to be restructured they need new injections of capital and that we will then see them trade how long will that be i suspect 
at the earliest is going to probably going to be in the second half of um, next year now people are saying oh it's going to be in the q1 i just don't see that i think it's going to take longer than that it's taken a remarkably long while for the the reality to dawn and it still hasn't dropped for many people about how tough this 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 situation is we've still got a lot of people talking about a v-shaped recovery um i mean i hope they're right on the v-shaped recovery i just don't i just don't buy it um and you know it, it's it until it's clear we haven't got a v-shaped recovery and <laughs> until banks have stopped um having the level of forbearance they're showing so far um we're not going to see assets trade now the interesting point i think on this is you know we talked about when assets will trade is you know how much distress is there going to be well i think there's a lot of stress but i don't think that, that that's going to necessarily feed through into pricing um, mm. And I suspect pricing will remain pretty robust, which is good news, I think, from a, uh, a lending bank looking to recover its capital. I think it's good news to him, you know, even for the distressed um, owners out there, because at least they're going to get something back. Um, so uh, the reason why I don't think we're going to see that much shift in the in the pricing is the sheer volume of cash waiting to be deployed that's out there and there's simply nowhere else to stick it um, <laughs> anything which has any semblance of a, a, a yield um, investors are falling over themselves to, to to buy it and I think our sector as it recovers is going to look very attractive indeed um, it, it's and so therefore I, I don't think you're you're going to see many bargains I mean some segments I think conference hotels are going to be so hammered and 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 indeed such levels of restructuring i think that's going to be an area um where we will see some good bargains but luxury hotels particularly luxury hotels where they're in um good locations in urban areas i really can't see much in the way of a of discounts coming through on those so we'll see i mean it it's it, it's it's going to be a very interesting um six to 12 months um, as, as we come out of this and see the change in mood among the banks as they start coming under pressure themselves um, um, and other uh, lenders that are in the market, what the decisions are going to be done. And I think uh, one of the telling signs is going to be where we start seeing distressed sales by private equity held businesses. That's when I think the time will be to jump back into the market um, and, and start seizing opportunities. That's probably going to be the, the, the point at which things are going to be you know right on their knees that's the time to to launch out into it and i suspect that's a good good while away yet mm, okay and uh, next off we're going to talk about um online marketing digital strategies and uh, what's going on in that space uh this week i was speaking to a recent startup uh driven by one of the uh executives in asia pacific who came out of choice hotels uh helping hotels to get more direct bookings and we also had news from uh, booking.com that they are now expanding their activities more and more into longer term rentals um, and the, who knows they could end up even rivaling residential letting agents in due course they're talking about um, weekly monthly and even longer rentals being being marketed on their platform um, Andrew is this just one example of another accelerating trend that the uh, coronavirus yeah, has brought no, forward absolutely Chris I think it, it is it is Covid acting as uh, accelerant rather than as a change agent um, absolutely uh, 
what's it what is different uh is the level of stress we're seeing with the otas in previous downturns o- otas have made hay mm. um so spectacularly so after 9 11 when really the whole online space was just getting going um they were making commissions in the 30 40 percent uh in the gfc um the commissions were well into the 20s um for that now they've been as the recovery got um got ahead of steam we saw commissions go down to as you know into the single figures even um certainly some marriott with booking in in the u.s reportedly had an eight percent um deal so i mean the question is can um hoteliers keep otas down at that level or are they going to be able to push out and um, start making the kind of margins they historically have done in in recessions that's the big question mark in this now i think what to, to, to hoteliers benefits this time around um, is that the recovery is very centered on markets that hoteliers know so domestic first then local international markets now hoteliers ought to be able to reach those that they they ought to be able to um, develop good marketing strategies so that they're not fleeced by the <laughs> OTAs. So they have an advantage here, and certainly, and also they've got tech players out there they can tap into. Mm. Um, the problem is, as we've 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 often said within hotel analysts, is hoteliers aren't technology companies; they are they are hotel companies. Um, and this is a real difficulty for them um, in terms of addressing these issues and you know and and, and sorting out the this whole retail landscape uh, in, in front of them now we you know right now online is still a minority um, of of overall sales so according to uh, focus right um, of the 524 billion US dollars worth of accommodation sales that focus right um thinks is the market or uh, was the market in 2019 um, 42% of that um half a trillion worth or so of bookings 42% were online um they reckon when they initially they reckon we're going to get to half 50% by 2022 i think that looks a tad optimistic um but uh certainly probably by the end of this decade we we'll, we will get to more than half being online and the challenge that hoteliers have is is getting control or get, taking back control um, i'm not sure that that's a a smart way of 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 thinking about it i think they just need to see themselves as suppliers in a in a retail environment and start looking to have decent relationships with appropriate retail partners and i think if they think about it more like that than being obsessed with taking back control um we know where phrases like that can get us um (laughs) um if if they if they realize that actually their their focus is is as as a supplier and that's the primary thing and they ought to just get the best deal in terms of retail uh, i think they have a chance to win and they've got they've got a good opportunity here to get restructure things in their favor as we come out of this the big 
challenges for the global hotel brands um, so the Marriott's the Hilton's the Ackles the IHG's as they come out of this what is their role in this and that um, they offer owners um, some interesting advantages in terms of if you put a one of those badges on your property you're likely to be able to access cheaper finance that that's a very big benefit um, for uh, for an owner and maybe that benefit alone will outweigh any benefits they might have by simply having OTAs who are more efficient and effective at marketing so you've got to look at look at it in the round and it's a very complex decision um, um, making process for owners and investors in terms of what's the best strategy in terms of with their hospitality real estate but i know one thing for certain is that distribution choices are going to have moved ever closer to the top of the agenda for all owners and investors going forward now the next thing that's uh, top of everyone's mind at the moment and has been for the last few months is cleaning and keeping your, your accommodation spaces clean uh the the whole changes to do with coronavirus have uh, thrown the whole plan upside down the there's more effort involved in doing room service there's perhaps less effort involved in cleaning rooms because people don't want uh, guests don't want want people so many people in their room if they're staying for a few days uh, but all of this is once again putting pressure on those tasked with operational efficiency um, uh, sort of an acceleration of interest in technological solutions and I've been speaking to some people at uh, the hotel operations platform Opti who've seen quite an uptake in their kind of digitally planned uh, support of cleaning regimes uh, they're insistent that you can improve efficiency even in times like these where you know you're running around trying to cope with ever-changing government and uh, hygiene regulations um, so, but it, it's still a significant cost when you're running a hotel, even if you can strip some of it out. It is, yeah. Um, and and well, I, I took a look at some data from Hotstats uh, in terms of how effective hotels had been in cutting costs. And so now Hotstats has a, uh, a data set which takes in Europe, the Middle East, the US, and Asia Pac. Uh, it's densest in the UK and continental Europe, um, but they've got a smattering out. And it's chain hotels mostly. Now, what they had, what they looked at was how effective effective um, hotels had been at, at cutting those costs and in April, May and June of this year they'd shaved $90, $94 and $99 respectively on a per room basis across those months. Unfortunately that was nowhere near enough to keep up with the drop in revenue which had gone down 170 190 and then $220. Uh, so cost cutting alone is is not going to um save hotels unfortunately i mean what we have got to see is the top line coming back but the, the the art of this is going to be how do you get the top line coming back and maintain a grip on costs i think there's a there's a challenge with you've been able to take short-term stuff out um such as equipment maintenance but you can only do that for so long the you know ff and e refurbishment you can only put that in suspension for for so long before ultimately you end up perhaps sometimes end up costing yourself even more by by having cut costs um, earlier on so I think there's a challenge with that but I think what we're seeing with the cleaning um, there is 
technology out there which can assist with this and i think you know what we might see is that hotels becoming more efficient and seeing some genuine productivity improvements um, as we come out of this so for the first time i mean some people argue we've Never, haven't had productivity improvements in hotels since the the notion of a hotel first came invented thousands <laughs> of years ago um, um so maybe we will start seeing those productivity increases with with um these new uh, technologies as they are deployed post-covid so um to sort of challenge what we'd said earlier on this podcast this is covid acting as a change agent not just as an accelerant um i would say that this thing was already in train anyway and we're and it's just speeded up the process so again i think it's more of an accelerant to a, a change that was about to occur within the industry we're just going to do some uh, five star and no star slots we're going to start these uh, and see how we get on uh, this week our five star award goes to a bunch of investors in the UK who are launching a REIT called Home REIT. They're going to develop and invest in properties specifically to uh, help support the homeless. Um, so a great opportunity to pick up on something that's very much been front of mind through the coronavirus lockdown. And the no star we are going to give to the testing fiasco. Now, there's much gnashing of teeth here in the UK about how bad our government has been with testing. And the worrying thing for me is, yes, I am not disagreeing that our government's been awful um but it, it looks like governments everywhere have been awful and in fact if you look at the numbers um the uk government is conducting more tests than anywhere else um in in europe certainly so uh, i think i think the worry is that you know as we've said earlier that part of the the way out of this is going to be through testing and therapeutics to come out of this um covid crisis uh that testing piece is being delivered very poorly so far i hope that we get close to the moonshot which the, <laughs> the uk prime minister boris johnson is talking about and we get a decent uh, uh testing regime but thus far it is definitely uh, well on the way to your to the to the takeoff launch site please be sure to wash your hands goodbye for now